If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 2, um, and we're going to get to verse 9 in just a minute. Um, how many of you guys remember the old, uh, one of the old TV shows called Out of the Box? Uh, one person, uh, there wasn't very many in the first service that remember it until I played this. So let, let's see if you'll remember it after this. Out of the box, out of the box, Let's look for one that's long and wide. Out of the box. You come too. We'll build a house together. Now what's it gonna be inside? Out of the box. Mm. Out of the box. We'll let imagination take us for a ride. Come on. Wow. Out of the box. Yeah, when you arrive. slogan that I, I saw some people singing along with it out of the box there but that was an old tv show just about uh ended up playing with boxes and uh i don't know we're we were doing a out of the box series in the youth and so i've got tons of boxes in there that we've been hanging out with and playing with and whatnot um but the the phrase out of the box can mean uh you know thinking differently being creative you know acting different believing different so i want to encourage uh, us to think outside of the box this morning and when it comes to uh, the world we live in, there are definitely some out-of-the-box things. Amen? I, I came across some out-of-the-box hairstyles. So I want to show you. Here's an out-of-the-box hairstyle. Can anybody do that? That would be pretty nice. How about this next one? I like that one. That's out-of-the-box right there. That's, that's out-of-the-box. I love it. How about that one? Anybody? Uh, how about this next one? Uh, that's way out-of-the-box. That one's cool. If you could do that, you know, make your hair into a horse. Um, but there's also, there's out-of-the-box clothing. Uh, anybody want to dress like, that's some out-of-the-box fashion right there. If you want to dress like a coffee table, there is a, there's an outfit for you. If you want to, I don't know what that is, but you can dress like that. That's out-of-the-box. Uh, there you go. And one more, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's out-of-the-box. It's definitely different. Uh, but I want to talk to you this morning about being an out-of-the-box Christian. And what I mean by that is, is thinking different, acting different, talking different, believing different. See, I don't believe that, that God would have us all fit into this cookie-cutter mold as a Christian. I think it's okay to be a little different. Look at your neighbor and tell them they're different. It's okay to be different. It's all right to be different. But I think sometimes as Christians... We try to fit. Hmm. See, we're trying to fit. We try to fit into society. We try to fit into maybe our family. We try to fit into our peers. We try to fit into our work. But can I tell you that we're not supposed to fit in. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be outside of the box. And in 1 Peter chapter 2, uh, verse 9, it says this, But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. 
And as a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for He called you out of the darkness, out of the box, into His wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people, you were in the box. Now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, you were in the box. Now you have received God's mercy. And if you flip over to Romans chapter 12, it says this, Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Listen to this part. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Don't fit into the box. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Father, we thank you today for your word. God, I pray that you would open up our hearts, open up our ears to receive from you today, God. We thank you what you've already done in this service, God, and we commit the rest of this to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to give you some characteristics of an out-of-the-box Christian because it's important that we become out-of-the-box Christians. Um, one of the first things is an out-of-the-box Christian is, is giving. They like to give, you know, because uh, there are some takers in this world. There are some takers. Um, I will take that front parking spot so I don't have to walk as far, all right? I will take the easy way out of the situation instead of doing what's right. I will take advantage of this instead of doing what I know is right. I'll even take that last slice of pizza instead of letting you have it. We are takers. I can remember as, as a kid, my dad would bring home a couple of pizzas for the family. We'd sit around the table. And uh, my mom and dad, they would eat all that they want. And my little brother would eat all they want. And there were like two slices of pizza left. And it was, it was a showdown between me and my older brother. And so what I would do is I would just, you know, my mouth is full of pizza. I got the chubby cheek thing going on and this pizza out the, out the mouth. But there's one piece left now. And so what I do is I'm going to take that. I don't care if I'm, you know, I, I'm going to take that. I'll take it and I'll lick it or spit on it or something and put it on my plate just so my brother can't have it. I was a taker. I was a taker. Now, I know that that doesn't fit most people in this room, but an out-of-the-box Christian is a giver, not a taker. Let's be givers and not takers. Uh, I want to give something out real quick. Who's, anybody have a birthday this week? You have a birthday this week? Well, let me just give you something right here. Oh, here you go. Let me get, who else has got a birthday this week? Oh, Stacy's got a birthday this week. Let me give you something right here. Oh, we got all kinds of birthdays. Oh, we got some birthdays back here. Mike, why don't you go run those birthdays back? Over here. Who's got a birthday over here? Kim McBeth's got a birthday. Anybody else have a birthday? Uh-oh. Paige has got a birthday. Take a little commercial here. And let, anybody else have a birthday this next week? You know what? It's nice to give. It's nice to give. The Bible says it's better to give than to receive. And we see an out-of-the-box Christian is a giver, not a taker. And we see this concept of giving throughout the Bible. In the Old Testament, we see Abraham. In Genesis chapter 22, it says here, that, Then God said, Take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. Abraham was going to give his son as a sacrifice. 
He was going to give his son. And, and we know the rest of the story as, as Isaac is laying on the altar and, and you know, he's about ready to be sacrificed or whatever. God says, stop. And then God provides a sacrifice and a ram that's caught in a bush. But, but Abraham was willing to give. He was willing to give. He was a giver, not a taker. And we see in the New Testament, this little boy, he gave his lunch to feed over 5,000 people. He gave some bread. He gave some fish. He was a giver, not a taker. And most importantly, we see Jesus. Jesus gave his life so that we might not die, but we may have everlasting life. You know, John 3, 16 is so famous, and we've heard it so many times. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God gave. Jesus gave. He gave his life, his perfect, his sinless life for you and for me. So you see the concept of giving is throughout the Bible. But here what has happened is, is the world has twisted this mentality. And they're saying it's better to get than to give. They're saying it's better to hold on to than to give away. But can I tell you this morning that an out-of-the-box Christian needs to understand Acts 20 verse 35. It says it's more blessed to give than to receive. We need to begin to give instead of take. We need to be out of the box. Now, I, we can spend the rest of the morning going over the things that we can give to God because he, he is so deserving of all that we can give and so much more. But I've got just a few things that I want to encourage you to give to God this morning. The first thing is, is give Him your life. Give Him your life. And this is something that we all can give. You can give Him your life. But when I, when I tell you to give your, your life to Him, I'm telling you, give your whole life to Him. Surrender all to Him. Say, God, I, I'm going to give you my thoughts. God, I'm going to give you my motivations. I'm going to give you my actions. I'm going to give you my hurts. I'm going to give you my job. I'm going to give you my family. I'm going to give you my insecurities. God, I'm going to give it all to you. I'm going to surrender all of my life to you. That's so important. And here's the thing. When you give your life to Him... Let Him guide your life. Let Him direct your life because He's far better at it than you. He's better than me. He's better than anyone at directing our lives. I love what the message version says in Matthew 16, 23. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. How many times do we say, okay, God, I'm going to give you my life, but God, I want to go this way. God, I want to go that way. When we give our life to Him, we're saying, God, you're in the driver's seat. You take me wherever you want me to go. And that's scary, but trust Him. He knows what's up. He knows what He is doing. Giving your life to God is the best decision you can make. It's the best thing to give. Maybe you've already given your life to God, but there's other things that you can give. Let me encourage you to give your very best. Give your very best in Colossians 3.17, it says, Let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the Master Jesus, thanking the Father every step of the way. Give your very best to Him every step of the way. In your job, give the very best. In your marriage, give the very best. To your family, give the very best. To your ministry, to your church, give your very best. Because God gave His very best for you. His very best, He gave it to you. And when we do that, when we give God our very best, we are honoring Him. We are honoring Him. 
being a giver, not a taker. Now, as a, as a freshman in high school, I was not fit, I guess you could say. I did not enjoy um, PE as much. And I can remember my PE teacher, um, they would say, listen, it's, it's time to go run a mile, kids. And I'm like, ooh. Boy, you know, I was excited to run that mile. And, and we had this track where it was, you know, four loops around was a mile. And so I would be running with this group. And um, as soon as my coach or my PE teacher's head would turn, I would, instead of running the full lap, I would cut across. <laughs> and I would just wait until my group caught up with me. And then I would just run. And I did that for all the laps. So I just cut across the whole time. And, uh, you know, I had a good time, you know, good mile time, but, you know, I, I didn't give the very best. And I can remember doing push-ups and set-ups, and I just I didn't like that stuff. And so I would, this is how I would do push-ups. I would, I would just say the number really low, one. And then the PE teacher would be like, hey, Dave, I can't hear you. Speak up. And I said, oh, okay, 12, 13. And then I go, 14, hey, I can't hear you again, 37, 38. I cheated. I'm honest with you. I cheated. I didn't give my very best. I didn't honor God that way. I think if we hold back and we're not giving God the very best in everything that we do, I don't think we're honoring Him. I think it's important that you give the very best. Because again, He gave the very best to you. This, this other one I have here is give your tease. Give your time. Give your talent. Give your treasure. Give your time to God. You need to make an appointment with God. Whatever that appointment time is, maybe it's 5.30 in the morning for you early birds, maybe it's 7 at night, maybe it's your lunch hour, maybe whatever. I don't, it doesn't really matter. Just make an appointment with God. Give Him some time and let Him speak to you and you get in your word and listen to Him and all of these things. Make an appointment with God that you just don't cancel. Give your time. Give your talent to God. The talent, the ability that God has given you, give it back to Him. There's, there's how many? 50 that can fit in this tree? 50. So there should be more than 50 that sign up because I know some of y'all can sing. Give your talent back to him. Say, Pastor Moses, he should have a waiting list of people that want to be in the tree. Have a waiting list of people who want to be on the, in the drama because I know that God has blessed this congregation with talent and ability. Give him your treasure. I said earlier about not worrying about when it's time to give and your tithe and your offering. Give it to him. Give it to him. You know, a very a famous scripture that we hear a lot is in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. It says, Bring the whole tie into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Do you know that we are supposed to give a portion back to God? 10%, we're supposed to give that to Him. And if we're not giving that to Him, then by default, we're taking that from Him. We're becoming takers. And God is asking us, He's challenged us to get out of the box and to be a giver, not a taker. It's more blessed to give than to receive. We should be full, the church should be full of givers, of, not, of every, if everything, their time, their talent, their treasure, the best, their lives, everything. We should give. We should be givers and not takers. Another characteristic of an out-of-the-box Christian is, is this. They're just loving. They love people. They love people. Some people can be labeled as loveless. You know, they just don't love people. I don't love you because you're different than I am. I've heard that. I don't love you because you're just different. I won't love you because you stand for something that I'm against. Can I just tell you that it's our job to love people? They may not agree with you, but it's still our job to love people. 
I can't love you because you just get on my nerves. I can't love you. You just make me mad. I'm not going to love you because you can't do anything for me. It's unfortunate that some people actually believe this and some people are caught up in this. And it's unfortunate that some of those people are, are Christians. We are called to love people. We're called to be lovers, not loveless. And I, I, again, now I know that doesn't fit anybody in this room. But let me encourage you. Be a lover, not loveless. Because the world has enough people in it that don't love. The world has enough people in it that are haters. Let's be lovers. Let's love those people. You, go, you can see the, the loveless people everywhere. You get on the 405, you're going to see that. You get on the 602 and the 807 and the 144, you're going to get all those freeways and you're going to see the loveless. You know what I'm saying? But I believe that you and I can change the world just by loving people. Just by loving people. See, and here's the thing. We should be loving people because God has loved you. And God has loved me. You know, in, in 1 John 4, 19, it says, We love because He first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he's a liar. And I add in there, he's a stupid liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, who he has seen, cannot love God, who he has not seen. And he's given us this command, whoever loves God must also love his brother. We are to be lovers. Love the people. Love the unlovable. Love the complete stranger that you don't have any contact, you don't know. Love them. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to picture somebody that scares you. Maybe it's the, the kid at the mall who's dressed maybe in, in inappropriate clothes or whatever. Maybe it's your boss. Maybe whatever. Who, who knows? Picture somebody that, that scares you. You know, we should love those people that scare us. Now, I want you to picture somebody that, that annoys you. You just can't stand. They drive you crazy. Love them. Love them. How about that difficult person that you try to avoid? We should love them. How about your enemies? That's a hard one. Love your enemies. You know, Matthew 5, 43 says, You've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Love, let's love people. An out-of-the-box Christian is a lover. They love the loveless. You know, there are people that, that you sit with at your job maybe. They, they, you sit at a ball game with them. You, you cross paths with them at the mall or whatever. All they need is a little bit of love. All they're looking for is somebody to smile at them, somebody to shake their hand, somebody just to pay attention to them. All they need is love. And here's the beautiful thing about it. You and I, we should be full of God's love, so we should just be, it should be overflowing out of our lives into people. They just need a little love. And, you know, this whole out-of-the-box thing says, you know, let's, let's do it differently. Let's think about it. Let's be creative in how we love people. So maybe, maybe you buy a cup of coffee for that difficult person. You know that you're going to come across to them, with them, but why don't you buy a cup of coffee for them? That'll blow their mind. How about you have lunch with that person that annoys you? Lunch, that's 30 minutes. That's, dude, way too long. <laughs> Have lunch with that person that annoys you. You know what? That's showing love. That'll blow their mind. How about this one? How about you send a card 
or a nice text to your enemy? Yeah, shut me down for that one. Send a nice text to those that, you know, are your enemy that you're against or whatever, you know. Send a nice card. Send a nice text to them. That'll blow their mind. That's showing love. How about showing love to a complete stranger? Show love to a complete stranger. That's easy to do. Take a look right here. Are you stuck? I saw you. Let me give you a full little reverse here. Ready? A little bit more? Oh, you're in there. Oh, here. Let me go this way then. There you go. Had to walk the hubs. Watch your back there. All right. Have a good one. Simple things show love. Simple things show love. Love the, the complete stranger. You know, as I was looking into this message here, I was just coming across different life groups and, and uh, what life groups do. And I come across this one life group um, at another church. And this is how they showed love is on the, the fifth Saturday of the month or maybe once a month, I can't remember. But they would go to the laundromat and they called it laundry love. And they would just pay for people's laundry. And while they were there, they would, they would bring cookies and they would bring coffee. And they just sat around because, you know, it's a captive audience because they're waiting on their laundry. They paid for the laundry, had a cookie, drank some coffee, and they were just showing God's love. You know what? If we have, we have 10 or 12, how many life groups we do, but have, if we, every one of us would do something like that, just think of how we could change the community. We are to be lovers. Let's find a way to love people. Because after all, God has, has done so good for you. He's loved you so much. He's loved you so much. God has shown you love by, by protecting you when you didn't even know it. You know, God's protected Sonny and I from some stupid stuff. I, you know, I, I'm just not that smart. And so there's some things that I do are just dumb. And I can remember one of the things that, you know, it was our vacation time and, and we were driving to Florida during Hurricane Katrina. That's not smart. We were driving there, and everybody else is driving away, and they're flashing their lights, and we'd stop and get gas, and like, hey, don't go to Florida. And we just kept going. And praise God, by His love, He protected me. I, there was a time that I thought that I was a super electricianist. Is that even a word? I don't know. And so I thought, man, I, I know what's up. I'll just go rewire this light that's broke. No, no big deal. And so I, I went out there and I, uh, you know, I turned the power off, you know, the light switch. I just turned it down and that means the power's off. And, and so I go out there and I, I remove this and I'm playing with the wires and, and it didn't, I ran out of time or it didn't work or something. And so what I did is I put all of the wires together under one cap. That's not smart. And I just let that go for a couple of days. And then my father-in-law, who is an electrician... He comes over, and I'm telling him about this, and so he begins to look at it. And he says, well, is the power off? And I said, well, yeah. I, I showed him the light switch being off, and he goes, no, 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 no. He's like, you're an idiot. You know, it's uh, <laughs> like, go to the, he, so he takes me to the, the breaker box, and he turns it off, and then he goes out there, and he, he does the wires, and he tells Sonny later, he goes, man, Dave could have blown up your house. <laughs> he could have blown up your house because you just don't do that. 
And, you know, it's, it's so sad that I have a list of all the stupid things that I've done that God's protected me from. But here's the thing. He loves me enough that he protects me. And he loves you enough that he protects you even when you don't know it. He's protecting you. He's watching over you. He loves you. He's shown his love to you by providing for you. Even when you were a taker and not a giver, he's shown love to you by providing for you. He showed love to you by loving you. You know, in Romans it says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He loved you when you didn't love him, when you didn't know him. He showed us love by giving his son for us. Now it's our opportunity and our privilege to spread the love. To spread the love in our life groups, as individuals, as Christians, as a church, we need to find ways to be lovers. Love, lover, not loveless. That's out of the box. That's out of the box. The last characteristic that I want to look at of an out-of-the-box Christian is, is one that will walk, walk with you through the storms. Have you ever known anybody that when it gets difficult, when the storms of life come or things just don't go their way, they're out? They drop you. They're done. You know how many times have we seen that when a situation gets difficult, the friend, your supposed best friend, just leaves you? Or we've heard in a marriage that when it gets difficult, the spouse checks out. How many times have we seen or heard that when there's a difficult decision made in the church or whatever, people leave? You know, they bail out. We've all known those people, and it's not a good situation. And certainly, us Christians, we're not immune to that. Some people will bail out. They will drop out. I call those people droppers. I call those people droppers. An out-of-the-box Christian is a walker, not a dropper. You're a walker, not a dropper. And I get that from Matthew 5, 41. It says this, If someone forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Go with him too. Be a walker, not a dropper. Be there for people. Be there when it gets tough. Be there through the storms with people. When your friends are going through a rough time, be there. Be there for your spouse. Be there for your coworkers. Be there for your ministry. Be there for your church. Just be there. Be a walker, not a dropper. Because you might be the only Jesus that people see. Jesus, the only Jesus that people may see. And if we drop them when it gets tough, when it gets difficult, what is their opinion of Jesus? We need to be walkers, not droppers. And it's difficult, I understand. I understand. But God's asking us, He's challenging us to get out of the box. To get out of the box. Pastor Moses, if you want to help me for just a minute here. You know, the world is full of droppers. It's easy to drop difficult circumstances. It's easy to drop difficult situations it's easy to drop when things aren't just going your way. It's easy to drop out. It's much harder to be a walker. It takes maturity to be a walker. It takes a willingness to sacrifice to be a walker. This, the man in the Bible here that, that went the extra mile, you know, he had to give up time. He had to give up energy. He had to go an extra mile that way and then an extra mile back. He had to give things up. You know, if you're going to be a walker instead of a dropper, you're going to have to be willing to give some things up. You're going to have to have a servant's attitude, a servant's heart. A real man or woman of God is to be a walker. And God will put people in your life and give you opportunities to be a walker. Just yesterday, I was on the way to the church here, and I had to stop and get gas down at the AMPM. 
And I pulled in, and there was this lady there, and she had been there for, for an hour, she said, and she was just waiting on her friend to come and help her get some gas money. And so she, she asked me, she said, hey, can, do you have some money that I, I can get some gas with? And I said, well, okay, yeah, let me help you. And so I, I went, and I got it started, and, and I went on my way back, and she was still talking. And then there's this other guy that showed up, and I heard him, and he, he asked her, do you need some help? And she said, she said, um, no, this guy here, he's helping me. And uh, I, I turned the corner and to see who this, this voice, and it was Big Joe. It was Big Joe. And, and so Joe was on one side trying to help this lady, and I was on the other side trying to help this lady. And so it was our privilege that we were able to put some gas in her, in her tank. And we were able to get her a drink. And, and the whole time that we were just talking with her and we were just telling her about the love of Jesus and we were just telling her, hey, you know, and she's got, she said, I, I got some prayer needs. Can you pray for my kids? Can you pray for my finances? And I'm like, yeah, what a beautiful opportunity to walk with this young lady. And see, I could have been a dropper. Big Joe, we could have been a droppers. But it, God gave us an opportunity to be a walker. And every single day, God gives you opportunities to be walkers. And, it's, and let me encourage you, jump out of the box. Jump out of the box. It takes, it takes effort. It takes effort. But listen to this. I think if, if you and I can do this, and the church can be walkers in every situation, I believe that this world can be changed. I believe this world can be changed. Listen to this quote. It says, if the land is in a broken condition, it's not because the heathen are acting as heathen, but because the church is not acting as the church. As a church, we should be givers and not takers. As a church, we should be lovers and not loveless. As a church, we should be walkers and not droppers. And I know that it can be difficult. And so let me give you a scripture to help you. Philippians 4.13. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. He will give you strength to get out of the box. He'll give you strength to stay out of the box so that we can make a difference, not for us, but for God. That's what it's about. I want you to bow your heads with me this morning. It all starts with a decision for you to get out of the box. And maybe you've never done that meaning you've never given your life to Jesus. You've never stepped out of the box. You, you've been comfortable right there. But you're feeling today like this may be the day that God's calling you out of the box and for calling you to start a relationship with Him. And so I want to give you that opportunity. If, if you want to make this the day that you jump out of the box and you ask Jesus to be in your life, I want you just to lift your hand and we want to pray for you this morning. Is there anybody this morning that you just want to you want to jump out of the box and you want to make a commitment to serve Jesus. So that tells me that we're all outside of the box. Right here? Okay. Praise God. We have we have one brave individual that wants to jump out of the box this morning, church. That wants to jump out of the box. Let me encourage you this morning. Where are you at? Do you have a foot in the box? Are you completely out of the box? Where are you at?
God is challenging us to be all the way out. He's challenging us to be all the way out. And if you want to step up to that challenge and you want to be an out-of-the-box Christian, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. You want to step up to the challenge. You want to be an out-of-the-box Christian, stand to your feet. you to bow your heads and just begin to ask God to help you. Ask God to help you. Father, I pray today. I pray today, God, you see all those who want to make a commitment to you. We see all those, God, that want to jump out of the box and run after you, God. I pray that you would give them your strength. Give them your help. Give them your ability, God, to be an out-of-the-box Christian. God, I pray today that that you would help them to be givers and not takers. I pray today, God, that you would help them to be lovers and not loveless. God, I pray today that you would help them to be walkers and not droppers. God, that we may make a difference for your kingdom, that we may make a difference for you, God, and bring you glory and bring you honor. We thank you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Real quick, before I, before I let you go, with that, that brave individual, I want you to, if you don't mind just coming forward here, just real quick, we want to celebrate you. We want to celebrate you. Miss Debbie. Listen to this, church. Romans. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Stay out of the box. Instead, fix your attention on God, and you'll be changed from the inside out. Amen? God bless everybody. Have a great afternoon. Have a great afternoon.